Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Wijdan Abdelhakim. Wijdan is a Moroccan girl living in Sidi Ben-Nur city, and she is a student of the Baccalaureate of Mathematics and Science in her first year. Wijdan really enjoys reading, writing poetry, traveling, public speaking, and she works in the field of children's rights in with UNICEF. Wijdan was a participant in the Arab Reading Challenge since she was nine years old. She participated also in public speaking contests in French and in English and won second place in Morocco. Wijdan, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm fine. Uh, I have a good vibes today. I have a great energy. So what about you? I am feeling happy and lucky to be alive. Grateful to be part of this adventure we're living all in, we call life. And very curious about you, Wijdan. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, if your friends, the people who know you best, could describe you, could share what they think is your personality, what would they say about you? So uh, if uh, my friends are going to describe me, I think that they are going to say uh, I'm the the Brooks Queen because uh, that's my nickname around my friends. And they are uh, also, uh, I think that they are going to say that I'm emotional, that I'm kind and that I support people around me. So I think that this will be uh, their answer. Thank you. And it's interesting that you mention you're the book's queen. To understand you even more, what is your favorite thing about books? What fascinates you the most that really gives you that love for reading? So about books is a little bit complicated because when I was... Uh, like uh, very young I didn't like books at all and I uh, and I said like that they are boring but after uh, when I uh, when I started reading at first I started reading short stories you know these short stories about princes and etc and I really like them so after I started reading about you know people who are suffering when I read the stories, I feel, I feel bad for them and I feel disappointed. But, you know, I, I, I feel that 
I need to do something and to help people like those. Like when I read uh, a book about, uh, 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 when I read a book like about uh, the people who are suffering, I feel that it's my responsibility to help them. And I also feel like my problems are not that big because there are some people who having like uh, many difficult problems. So that's it. And I also really enjoy reading. And not uh, exactly uh, books that uh, are stories, but I also enjoy reading uh, books about philosophy, books about science, and also books about self-development. They help me a lot to discover myself and to discover the world. That's really, really fascinating. I love your eloquence and your communication abilities. And to understand even more, you said when you read about people who are suffering, you felt that you are compelled or that it's your responsibility to help them. So let's begin from this. Are you an empath? Are you a girl who can feel everybody's emotions in a very strong way? And so maybe you cannot even be a doctor because if you see blood, you feel it in your body or an operation or any harm. And is this a skill that really motivates you to try to end the suffering in the world? Yes, yes. Very interesting question. Um, the type of girls who are very, very emotional. Uh, uh, and I know that I need uh, to, to reduce this thing, but I can't see people suffering and say normal. I will start crying and I will just feel uncomfortable. And I uh, and that one makes me that I feel that like it's my responsibility to help them. And I need, I really need to do something. I really need to move because, uh, you know, helping people and, you know, we need to to inspire the hopeless and to help the needy because it's not just the responsibility of the government, of an association, of a foundation. It's the responsibility of every single member of the society. And I'm a member of the society. So when I see a person suffering and I can't help him, why I would not? Like... I really enjoy, first, I really enjoy helping people and doing something good for people. And I feel good. I feel satisfied when I know that I changed uh, just a little thing in someone's life. I always say it in in my speech. Uh, Helping one person will not change the world, but it changed the world for one person. I love that attitude and I agree so, so much with everything you said. And to ask you, you have done a lot of work in children's rights. What do you feel some of the suffering of children, I don't know, in the world or in Morocco or in the Arab world? What is there that you want to improve? What problems are you trying to solve? So at first, uh, I just want to say that uh, helping uh, children and uh, saving their rights, I think that it's the best way for a great society. So 
I think uh, in Morocco and in the Arab world, and I think that all over the world, there are children suffering. Uh, there are children who lost their their families when they were three years old, four years old, or five years old, or even babies. And there are uh, some children who are suffering from violence at house or sexual exploitation or dropping out of school and many other problems that will affect uh, the the society. So I think that it's our responsibility to help them and to save their rights. Uh, I think that the most important thing which we need to focus on is the education of children, is uh, to make sure that every child in every house all over the world has the ability to go to school. We, we need to make sure that that every child can go to school without uh, without having like uh, problems without problems because it's his right and i think that if we save this right for children we're really going to to improve the society and it's, i think that it's the best way to improve the society because education is the key of success and of improvement 100% anto This is really inspiring, and I imagine there are girls who are listening and they think, I don't know, I don't feel so confident, or maybe they watch too much social media and TikTok and see people who are living perfect lives and photoshopped women and girls, and they think, oh, I am so small, I am insignificant, I cannot change the world even for one person, so... To you, what inspires your confidence? What in- motivates you? And what is your advice for other girls who want to be leaders and want to be motivated, but they don't feel that confidence in order to become more confident? I know that every girl or uh, a lot of girls are following influencers on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, and they are seeing uh, a really great lives and and they that they are enjoying their lives but i just want to say that in my opinion i think that there is no one who is totally enjoying his life there are ups and downs it's normal and also about the looks and everything you know the the beauty is the beauty of the soul And I think, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm really sure that every girl, so ev- for every girl who is listening now this podcast, I want to tell you that the, that you are beautiful in your own way. You don't need to, uh, to make uh, comparisons with other girls because you are beautiful in your own way. Just believe it. And for a leader and how to be a leader girl and how... To, to get inspired and how to get motivated, uh, I will uh, tell you like my story or my, how I, I can get inspired. Uh, is when I when I see that, uh, I told you that when I see a person who is suffering and I said to myself, okay, I need to help him. I really need to help him. And I remember that, Just me, I will not change the world and I can't change the world. But 
I say to myself that I can't stay like this. I must do something about it. And that I really need to move. Even I know that I will not change uh, the whole world. But I, I know that I'm doing something that is great and that is useful. So um, I just want to tell you girls that if we really want to change the world, we need to start by ourselves, to improve ourselves, to improve our, uh, our skills, to improve our confidence and to improve of ourselves. And to explore this improvement uh, to improve our societies. So if you, if you really enjoy doing something, just go for it and do it. If it will not uh, be, be bad for someone, just go for it and do it. And just think that you have your own personality and you can change like one 100% you can change it, okay? So please, girls, focus on yourselves, improve of your skills, and I'm sure that that you're going and we're all going uh, to, to change even a little bit from this world. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that inspiring and inspirational message. And I'm curious, what is the culture of Moroccan girls now in 2023 already? Is it a traditional culture? Is it more Arabic? Is it more Berber? Is it a cosmopolitan, a mix of French and American because of Hollywood and Asian because of uh, K-pop and uh, anime? Or how are, if people don't have friends from Morocco, how would you describe the general mindset and attitude of the younger generation of girls in Morocco? And is this something that inspired you even more to be active? So uh, at first, I want to say that I really love my country and I really love uh, the inspiring women that are in Morocco. Uh, we have a lot of hard worker girls in Morocco uh, that got inspired by very uh, by too much cultures. Like uh, there are girls. Uh, I I will talk about my friends. Uh, I have uh, I know some girls who are uh, who are interested about uh, about key drama. And I know girls who are interested about the Arab culture. And I know some girls who are interested about the Islamic culture. And I know some girls who are interested about the French culture. I know other girls who want to, to study in, in the UK. And other of them want to live in the USA. And many of them want to live in Dubai. So... <laughs> uh, Girls in Morocco, as we can say, that they are very inspiring. Why? Because when I when I look at at our mothers, at my mother and uh, my friends' mothers, they are very inspiring because I feel that they are strong, and 
that they made a really great job to educate their girls and to uh, to improve their societies or even to make delicious food for 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 their 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 girls and to to learn them how to be how to be more independent how to be more strong so i feel that our mothers and uh, moroccan mothers all of them are inspiring because every mother has her own story when i sit with my uh, with my mother or with um with uh, women in her age and they start uh, talking about uh, you know uh, the culture the moroccan culture and their stories i feel so inspired because uh, you know uh, they are so strong they are inspiring and they are uh, the most important thing is that they take the risk to do anything for their their sons uh, i feel that they 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 really uh, get respected so uh, when you in morocco we have really uh, inspiring girls who are really interested about many many topics and uh, uh, yes there are some girls who are lost and they feel lost and everything but i think that the culture uh, the general culture in morocco is that girls are saving the moroccan culture because it's really really interesting and they are trying to mix it with other cultures uh, like i met uh, some girls who can like dress with a jilaba if you know jilaba they they put the jilaba on and they can put on it a jacket with a k-pop style or something like that they are very creative uh, so that's it thank you for sharing that that was really educational and informative and to understand even more, you love poetry. What is it about poetry that you adore? Is it the emotions and the experiences it evokes so that you imagine similar to before you spoke about uh, stories of princes and some things that are creative, some stories that make you dream you're in another world? Or is it the communication you want to learn to express yourself poetically as much as possible to impact people? Or what about poetry is what you find most interesting? So poetry is my own way to express my feelings. When I feel down, when I get depressed, when I... Uh, when I just have uh, bad vibes and I have negative energy, I just take my pen, a paper, and I start writing poetry about my feelings. So uh, I think that it's just my my own way to express my feelings, and uh, especially in Arabic, because I didn't tell you that before, is that uh, I really enjoy reading in Arabic because I feel that it's... Uh, uh, it's a language that you can feel and uh, it's a diverse language that you can feel and I really enjoy 
uh, writing in Arabic more than English or French. So it suggests my own way to express my feelings. Thank you. And how do you know, I'm curious about your creative process. How do you know it is time to write some poetry? Do you feel some energy inside you, some vibes that need to be expressed? Or is it when you have a difficult day full of emotions and you need to relax and empty all those emotions? Or is it when you read something wonderful and you want to create what that inspired you of? Or how is your creative process? How do you know, yes, now I really need to write some poetry? To be honest, I started writing poetry during the quarantine. Uh, during the quarantine, I had moments of doubt. So at this time, I said to myself, I can't say like, like this and I must do something about it. I should leave something behind if I die because uh, I was scared of, of this. I was, uh, when I heard uh, people dying because of coronavirus, I really was scared of this. So I said to myself that I need to leave something behind if I die. And I started writing poetry. Uh, and I started writing about the collaboration of Moroccan people. Because uh, I felt optimistic when I saw the collaboration of Moroccan people. I felt that they help each other. And... That's what makes me proud of belonging to this lovely country. So, and it starts improved time by time. I started after after the quarantine. I started writing just about uh, my feelings. It's like journaling, but in a poetry way. I started writing about my feelings, about how I feel, about everything, just everything. When I see a cat in the street and I stay looking at it. When I come back at home, I just take my pencil and start writing about that cat. So that's it. It's a little bit complicated, but that's it. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm very emotional. So, yes. Thank you. That's really wonderful. And to finish this, what is some thing or some lessons you have learned from the quarantine that made your life better that helped your mental health by you overcoming those difficult times maybe those can be good advice to other girls all over the world who want to be outside their comfort zone but they're a bit scared or they have some trouble that they're fighting with mental health or anything that your words can inspire help them and give them some good advice so uh, during the quarantine, I had uh, my baddest days because I told you that I was scared of this and of losing my family. And But, you know, I have learned a lot of things. I have learned how to be more careful and how to protect myself and my family from not just coronavirus, but from any other um, things so uh, i feel that responsibility of protecting my family and my mental health wasn't that good 
I felt down. I uh, I cried almost every single day, but I became stronger. <laughs> yes, I became stronger. No, uh, uh, you know, it was a hard time for all of us. I know that 2020 was the hardest year for all of us around the world. Uh, so, um, uh, but we have learned a lot of things. And I just want to tell the girls who are listening this podcast now that, uh, you know, it's okay uh, to not be okay. That when you feel bad for something, that means that you are a human because humans had feelings. So that's it. You are a human. So that's why you, you feel sometimes good. Sometimes you don't feel good. Sometimes that's, that's very, very normal. So I just want you uh, to explode that time for yourself and to spend some time with yourself and to know who is you and what do you really want to do? And what is your message that you want to, to, to transfer? So that's it. I just want to tell you that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel down, but I'm sure that, that you're going to, to be stronger, okay? So uh, if you are listening to this podcast now and you don't feel good, I just want to tell you that there are so many girls who has passed very hard times and know they are stronger. So you will be one of these girls. You will become stronger. Uh, you may need a day on bed. You may need a rest. But I'm sure that you're going to become stronger. Okay, so that's it. Thank you, Wijdan. It was honestly my privilege and my honor to interview you, to include you in this project. I wish you to keep going. I wish you success and everything you desire. And I wish all Moroccan girls and women all the best future, the best situation and the best life. Thank you again. Thank you, Aziz. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you and see you soon. Mm -hmm.